Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here. Benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest this week is Ben Yamtub, president of WorkTerra. WorkTerra is a benefits administration and enrollment platform used to simplify the complexity of benefits. Now, before we get into this conversation, let me just give you an overview of the agenda. The first thing we're going to cover is standalone benefit systems versus an integrated HR system. We're going to talk about what is WorkTerra, who can use WorkTerra, and why WorkTerra. But before we get into this, let's meet Ben. Ben, thanks for joining. And if you don't mind, maybe just start by telling us a little bit about you and uh, your background. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me on, Rick. Look forward to our conversation. Uh, I've got about 25 years in HR and benefit technology, consulting, uh, healthcare reform, IT, technology development, finance, lots of different business functions. Um, before I joined at WorkTerra, I was a um, I was an HR technology consultant with Gallagher. Uh, really helped me hone my expertise and knowledge on the HR tech landscape. And uh, when I saw there was an opportunity to join WorkTerra and become a practitioner, uh, I just jumped to it. And uh, before that, I've had uh, leadership roles at, uh, at Delta Dental, uh, in Trotto, and I spent a long time in telecom as well. That's awesome. Uh, you know, Ben, I guess one of the questions is, is, is um, you know, thinking through your history at Gallagher and kind of what you've done, was there anything like one major incident or one major thing that kind of hit you and said, man, I really, there needs to be a, a better way of doing things out there. Any kind of a story that you, you think back on and you're like, this is really what, what propelled me in this direction? Well, it's interesting. That's a great question. I, uh, I mean, benefits have always been uh, a fascination of mine as, as long back as I can remember, you know, first time I got hired as an employee and filled out those enrollment forms uh, to sign up for the company benefit plans when I was at Accenture. And uh, it's an area I've always been really curious about and just really always an area where I really felt that neither employers uh, nor employees really got uh, got as much quote unquote benefit out of them as they could. Um, You know, when you look at how much money is invested and that it's the second largest uh, item on corporate income statements. And then you read all these studies about how poorly benefits are understood and just really, we just have so much work to do as an industry um, in terms of, of finding a way to make it more relevant on a daily basis to employees um, as well as helping them understand what's really going on. Yeah, very interesting. Well, you know, one of the questions I have on here for you, Ben, is is it's kind of the standalone benefit system versus the integrated HR system. You right. Know, employers often, I, I think it's fair to say, wrestle with the question of, you know, should should we use a fully integrated HR system or a standalone system? You know, what are some of your thoughts around this and the perks of say one over the other. Well, I, I here's here's what I see today is that you know we have uh, for the last 10 15 years we've had these smartphones with a lot of different 
applications on them all uh, that connect with one another and communicate with one another. And as consumers, we've very much gotten used to this like very tightly integrated space. When we come to work, the, the business systems just don't work that way. And so it's very tempting to the corporate decision maker buying technology to buy a single system that all connects and is all part of the same sort of thing. Uh, but the same way we all have, you know, I mean, I don't know how, how I, I probably got like 75 apps on my uh, iPhone. I don't know how many, how many do you have? A lot. Right. I, well, let's just say a couple of pages worth. <laughs> so, <laughs> With folders. so, and, and none, none, and we never say to ourselves, oh, I wish I just had one app that did all of these things and I didn't have to use all of these. And the reason is because they all work together when we need them to work together. And Corporate technology in the business world just doesn't work that way. And that's why the idea of buying a single system that uh, that does everything in HR or does everything in business is a very tempting uh, proposition. The, the challenge has been, if you, you know, even go back to the 80s and 90s when the ERP systems first came out, this has always been to me like the holy grail like okay this one system everything ties together and and it does it all real well the, the problem is it's just really really hard for a vendor to be able to invest in every single area to provide the best functionality to meet the needs of uh employers and employees when it comes to that yeah that actually makes a lot of sense i mean i think about you know, the different databases that you use for, say, recruiting, right? And then how do you manage the onboarding of people? And then how do you manage the training of people? And, you know, all these different components of, say, like an HRIS system versus a benefits, uh, say, enrollment system. I'm, I mean, people are talking about wanting to know the data that's in your health plan, right? So that they can mm -hmm. use that to do predictive modeling to say, you know, here's what you should or shouldn't do and what you should or shouldn't pick. And, and right. it's, it's almost like, like uh, it's a great analogy. It would be like going to an attorney, right? And being like, well, I want to go to the same attorney for tax law that I go to for, I, you know, I don't know. Real estate. Real estate. For, exactly. Uh, uh, I got busted breaking into the convenience <laughs> that's, store. That's right. So the tax guy is going to represent right. me in court. Yeah. And I mean, it is just, there are so many different companies in the benefits space that you have to tap into for information before you even get to any other elements of, say, HR, right? Right. Um, that what you're saying, yeah, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. It, it, it absolutely yeah, and, does. No, that, that's, that is a great way to describe it is in, in the standalone benefit space, when we do our job right, um, we're pulling in all of these. You, are, you already have like an ecosystem, right? right? So you got, you got your uh, medical from um, Blue Cross and you've got your dental from Delta Dental and you've got your life insurance from MetLife and so there's already all of these things that are pulled together. And then, again, the bar is just really high for someone who's trying to do all of that, as well as um, do those things you talked about, onboarding, training, payroll, um, HRIS, workforce management. But 
you know, the bottom line, and you hit on it real well, like, okay, I, I go and apply for a job on a website. And then when I get hired by that employee employer, now I'm like reentering all of that information into their system. The, the thing that has driven all of this is the fact that these systems don't talk to each other. Right. But I, I think we're slowly but surely at moving away from that as we start moving beyond um, these systems sending files to each other, which was like very archaic and very much of a workaround to, um, to an era where they're all going to be connected uh, via API just like your iPhone apps or your Android apps are to each other. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move a little more from the philosophical towards kind of the tactical. Ta uh -huh. Talk to me about WorkTerra. So, so what is WorkTerra? So, you know, as we've kind of alluded already, WorkTerra, we are really there to uh, take work off of the HR uh, and the benefit administrator, really to, to make their job as easy as possible. Um, by addressing everything in the benefits world. So a part of that is en enrollment, which is what a lot of the integrated HCM systems do uh, as well. But then it's other things like ACA compliance and um, managing the billing side, managing all of the feeds to the carriers, <clears throat> uh, taking care of the HSA and the FSA, uh, all of those little pieces. Those are all you know, part of the equation that we bring. Uh, so it's really, it's, a, it's technology is a big part of it, but it's also a lot of value-added services that go with uh, what we do. Right on. So, I mean, from a functionality perspective, if you had to articulate the specific functionalities of WorkTerra, is there kind of like a listing that you, that you would say, here's our primaries? The first two that always come to mind are the benefit enrollment right. piece and ongoing benefit management, and then the HR administration side in terms of uh, getting analytics on who's using the employee benefits, being able to uh, message to employees and those sorts of things. Again, trying to make their life easier, taking work off of their plates. Um, and then beyond that, we are, <clears throat> I talk about how we're looking at moving to more of this integrated world. Part of what we're doing that I'm excited about is we partnered with a company called Naya that has tools that help employees choose their benefits and use their benefits. And we're going to be tying those directly into the WorkTerra platform, <clears throat> excuse me, to provide a uh, AI-driven benefit recommendation engine and uh, other tools to, to make the experience better for employees. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, I, you know, I guess that kind of stems well into another question that I had on the list for you. Uh, you know, why, why would someone use, say, WorkTerra over another platform? I guess if, if you were going to try to highlight and or hit on some of the key differentiators for, for WorkTerra, um, you know, where, where might you start? How, what might that look like? Well, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, the good news is <clears throat> we're in an industry with a lot of different options, and that's also the bad news, too. So it can be really difficult for an employer or a broker to... Um, sort out which platform to go with. Um, if, as someone who, you know, worked as a consultant in this industry, the, the two things I talk a lot about in terms of being uh, differentiators for us is, one, we have a very high level of configurability. Um, I like to say that if uh, company CEOs really understood how complicated 
benefit plans are and all the twists and turns that they take, that they probably would stop providing them to employees. Benefit plans are extremely uh, complicated and Terra manages all the nuances of those uh, complications um, because we've got a very high level of configurability. We're, we're able to really set up everything in there. We have no custom code in our system for individual clients. Uh, everything's a, you know, a switch on a screen to set things up. Uh, the other thing is, is because we have a very high, high configurable, highly configurable system, um, we're also to, able to implement employees more quickly. We typically implement in 60 days or less, which means that, uh, and I'm sure you guys see this, you know, for that employer, like waiting to the last minute to lock in their offerings for the next year and getting those set up in a system, um, we're able to do that very easily, both in terms of the initial implementation as well as each year at uh, annual enrollment. Yeah. You know, for those that are listening, Ben said something, and, and you may hear that and say, yeah, I don't get it. You know, there's a lot of companies, they all kind of do this. Well, here's, here's when you hear configurable, okay, many, many, most of us, when we're in our own day-to-day, -day, we don't think about how the world could be elsewhere, right? So um, school districts, right? School districts, you have, if, you have, if you're listening to this and you have a kid that's in school or you work at a school, you know you get summers off. Um, okay, well, so what happens to your payroll when you're not working during the summer, right? So how are these systems set up to be configurable in such a way that they know to pull at certain times and or distribute funds at certain times in order to make sure that those benefits, which by the way, every month those carriers are still expecting to get paid in order for those benefits to stay whole right so how does that work who you know you got to set the system up to do these things yeah. um that's just one one example right i mean there's a lot of examples out there and i'm sure ben you've seen hundreds of them what about you know you've got union uh rules and and designs around uh companies that have unions and maybe they have unionized union benefits that are slightly different than say the somebody else's benefits and you've got all these different uh rule sets essentially based on the firm that you're at and and the uniqueness you know i worked at a company that was a canadian company and so some of the employees that were uh, lived in canada and were citizens of canada they were on their program that is delivered in canada right and then they had cigna say for anyone who was outside of that area and so you you just had to figure out you had to have a system that you could configure to, to manage these these different needs that these firms have and so just to put some more context around such things when, when you hear ben say that um, you know, not everything is as simple as here's how much I make and here's how much you need to pull out. Just do that every single month. Well, you know, and this is this is one of the things that um, when I was at Gallagher, we used to talk about the difference between custom customization and configurability. And customization is really that process that um, used to exist with software when companies installed it on their corporate networks where you would buy the software from a vendor and then you either the vendor or some other third party would come in and put a whole bunch of code changes for you to meet the needs of your specific environment in in the software as a service world that we're in now that doesn't really work very well because you know nobody wants to have 
different versions of software for every client. You want to have one version so you can keep everybody current on it. So configurability is really that critical thing where all of those things that you would try and build through code and, you know, customization model um, are able to be set up in the system without needing to um, and, and can be implemented by a non-developer, a non-software engineer, rather than needing a software engineer to do it. Yeah, it's a tough space, Ben, and I, and I know that just from personal experience because in, in, with many of our clients, right, they, it's kind of like the IRS. They implement a rule. And when that rule changes, they don't delete the rule or erase the rule. Then they just implement another rule. And so, and so the book just gets really, really big, right? And it's like, wait, which ones of these apply? Uh, and why is this so complicated? And, and, and so many of these firms, many of our clients, I mean, they've been around for a long time. And they used to do things in Excel. And then they moved to a major system like SAP. And then they decided to, that, hey, I want to use these components of SAP, but I'm going to use these others with this firm. And this firm right. has. So you've got legacy systems that are out there. You've got people trying to kind of migrate to these configurable systems. But they're migrating from customized systems. And so it's quite the process out there. I know if you're an employer or if you're in the HR department, you're probably laughing as I'm saying this. And you're like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so uh, many of you have experienced it. Um, so so WorkTerra um, brings solutions to, to many of these challenges. You know, is there a limitation? Who can use WorkTerra, Ben? Uh, we really, we're, we're focused on the, the mid to large market. So the, the place we don't do very well, and we do get a lot of requests for this is, you know, in kind of the hundred and, and below space. Um, that's, that's really a separate world and, and there's really separate systems there to address that. Uh, but as you get bigger into the mid and large market, we're really able to serve employers. Um, you know, we've got groups up to, to 30,000 lives and, and those sorts of things. Well, thank you. So I hear you're going to be at the HR Tech Conference coming up. Anything you want the attendees to know? Well, we are at booth 936, which is uh, in, in the back of the exhibition center near the Pitch Fest Theater. So it's a really great location that our man, uh, marketing director managed to snag for us uh, from previous history i know there's a lot of traffic back in that pitch fest area um, with all the startups that are doing their pitches and things like that and um, really would encourage people to come see us the first night during the the pub crawl uh, we've got some um, exciting experiences planned for people uh, that we will only have that night. So definitely don't want to miss that. That's awesome. Uh, ben, you know, I like to reserve kind of the last question for you. Um, what else? You know, I, I think here's here's the big thing. And Rick, this is like, it's, it's on us as a vendor in this space. It's um, on you guys as, you know, somebody working, bringing solutions to employers. Um, I, I go back to the, those comments I made in the beginning and, and just the level of, um, of employee um, understanding and appreciation of benefits. And I, I just think as an industry, we just have a lot of work to do. And that's why I enjoy getting on podcasts like this. Um, I enjoy uh, working with companies like FBMC because, you know, it's, it's really... 
it's this isn't something somebody is going to come forward with the silver bullet solution. This is something that we're all going to spend the next 10 years uh, improving and making better and making stronger um, and really shifting the mindset that employees have away from their benefits being something that they look at and think about when they have to go to the doctor or they need eyeglasses to just really thinking about how it's such a key part of their employee experience and they need to be thinking how to make the most out of that every day. Well, Ben, thank you very much for coming on today. We've really enjoyed having you. It's been great and really enjoyed talking with you and uh, love the love the podcast name. It's uh <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> the good stuff, right? Yeah. Great great to be able to be a, a guest on there. That's it's awesome. definitely going to go on my resume. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Ben. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. If you have any questions, uh, please contact us. If you'd like to learn more about WorkTerra, please contact us. And look for information on our homepage at www.fbmc.com. And remember, you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.